3: Alexa, who is Adam Ferrara?
0: Adam Ferrara is an American actor and comedian known for playing the roles of Chief Needles Nelson on Rescue Me, Sergeant Frank Virelli opposite Edie Falco on Nurse Jackie. He was a co-host on the U.S. version of Top Gear. He has had three Comedy Central specials, and his new album is called It's Scary in Here. Adam's new podcast is a big hit and available everywhere.
3: Sounds like it could be funny.
0: Sounds to me like 30 minutes you'll never get back.
3: Happy Mother's Day, you mother. Okay. What? I'm sorry, I got carried away. <laughs> This is our Mother's Day show, and we got a great show for you. My guest in the ADD interview is the comedy legend and my pal, Louie Anderson. Hey. And we want to welcome everyone from our Talk to Me Tuesday family. That's our conversation we have every week, 9 o'clock Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. Go to my website, click the link, and join us. And our superfan shout-out is for Louise. Louise, of course, is my mother.
4: Louise! (laughs)
3: Louise! We love you, Louise. Hello, Mama Ferrara. There you go. Yeah, Yeah, it's Mother's Day, and Louie actually played his mother... Who was a mother to Zach Galifianakis on Baskets? So that's why I thought he would, he would be great for uh, a Wednesday. I
4: mean, not only played it, became what an I mean, Emmy for it. Oh my gosh, Adam! Yeah, amazing.
3: I know how much you love Louis.
4: You you guys, I love Louis, and I didn't listen to the interview, but I had to pass Adam a note to. To make sure Louie knew how much I loved him. Yeah.
3: I was I was, I was here doing the interview with Louie and all of a sudden the door opens and it was like Thing coming in, just handing me a note. And yeah. there's a note that I actually showed Louie during the interview. It was just a, it was so much fun. He's so sweet. I
4: didn't want to like, you know, butt in on your, your guys connecting, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, oh my gosh, this is my chance. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. You're adorable. Well, it's Mother's Day. Yeah, and I want to take a moment just to wish my mom the happiest of Mother's Day. Happiest Mother's Day, Mother Stern. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.
5: Yeah, the same from Mama Tagleferry.
3: Yes, we want to wish everybody a happy Mother's Day. And uh, while we have a moment, I want to call my mother, okay? Ooh, okay. All right.
6: <phone rings> Hi, Ma. Hey, how's my favorite son? Oh, I got that on record. <laughs> yeah, all, well, don't tell your brothers. I'm not.
3: <laughs> we're all here, and we all want to wish you a happy Mother's Day. I love you,
6: Mom.
4: Happy Mother's well, Day. thank you
6: very much. Thank you so much. Happy Mother's you, Mom. Day, Mama, mama Ferrara. <laughs> thank you, Phil. <laughs> that
5: was Mark, actually. He calls you Mama oh. Ferrara like he wants spaghetti sauce. <laughs> <laughs>
6: If he wants it, I'll make it. I would love that. Maybe I can send it to D.C.
3: Ma, I got Louie Anderson on the show today for our Mother's Day show.
6: Oh, I love him. I watch him every day Mm -hmm. on Funny You Should Ask. Oh, okay. It's a funny show. I love it. I love it. And he is funny, funny, funny. Yeah,
3: (laughs) he's a good guy, too. He's
6: also very bright.
3: Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. I think I think he has a good heart and a wonderful ballroom dancer. There's a lot to Louie to, to love.
6: He's a ballroom dancer. <laughs> Is that yeah, what you said? I did. Yeah. You're yeah. being no, I, facetious, Adam. I am.
3: I really had a good time talking with him. He, he told a gambling story. So it's Mother's Day, gambling story. I got to call my mother and tell her I love her. <laughs> oh, <laughs> of course do you
6: remember All right. Adam.
3: Do you remember when you when you hit for the Mercedes?
6: I sure do. I didn't hit the Mercedes. Uh they had a five star dinner. Mm-hmm. Okay? And I was a five star player. Mm-hmm. And they had a dinner and they had a raffle. Right. So they gave me I think there were four or five prizes. One was luggage. I didn't want that. Right. One was a sapphire <laughs> ring. Uh, I didn't need that. One was a cruise. And I looked at your father. And he says, don't even go there, Louise. We're not going on a cruise. Because he, knew, he never wanted a cruise because he was afraid he was going to get sick. Mm-hmm. And one was a Mercedes. So now we go into the dinner and, oh, God, what a dinner it was. And now they're pulling the prizes. And now I'm busy talking to Edie, and uh, they call my name. Mm -hmm. I I never heard my name because I'm busy, yada, yada, yada. Your father pokes me, Louise, they called your name. I go, Who called my name? Aren't you paying attention? You won the car. I go, Yeah, right, right. (laughs) (laughs) Sure enough, I stand up. I'm all red. I'm like, I'm embarrassed. I think, I won the car? I was Mm. shocked. The guy comes over to me. And he says to me, well, um, uh, you can have the car, but it wasn't the big, big car.
3: No, it wasn't, because when I I spoke to my father, guys, I go, Mm -hmm. Pop, why don't you keep the car? He's like, it's a C-class, and I got a big, fat American ass. I don't fit.
6: (laughs) I don't fit entry-level German. (laughs) So the guy says to me, well, uh, do you want the car? And I said to him, look, I says, I can't get over, I won this. Mm. I said, can I have time to digest this win?
7: Mm.
6: He said, sure. He said, come to the credit department tomorrow because we were staying overnight. Mm. Okay, so I saw the guy and I said to him, "Uh, you know, I decided to take the cash. Good for you. So I said, can I have a check? Oh, we can't give you a check now. I go what?
3: Yeah, they they do the
6: dance. No, you have to come back. Yeah, they, they want they you to were, come back. Yeah, because they want you to gamble more. Mm-hmm. So I had my horns twisted, and uh, <laughs> we we stayed. <laughs> that, we stayed, and then we went home. And I was like, Joe, I can't believe what they did. Blah blah blah. do worry about it. We'll go down again. I go, Joe, they want us to go down because they want us to spend money. Now your father loved it. I mean, I, I like him, but your father loved it. Like, mm-hmm. you know that Adam. So we fly down there. I go to this credit area. Your father starts to play and I go in there and I see some guy there. I said, I told him my name, whatever I want, da, da da da, and I'm here to pick up my check. Hold on a minute. Everything's hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. They check here. They check there. They can't find the envelope. They can't find the file. And I'm standing there. I go, what? You're talking a lot of money. Mm -hmm. So now there's somebody behind me. So the guy says, "Uh, could you move over? I said, you want me to move over? Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. I'm not moving from this position. (laughs) I'm here (laughs) to pick up a check. (laughs) And I said, I want to talk to the supervisor. So now the Italian in me gets, mm-hmm. not crazy, but I was like, you know, they're playing games. I'm going with they the crazy. They finally find the folder. They give mm-hmm. me the check.
7: Mm-hmm. So
6: I didn't want to take the check and put it in my bag.
7: Mm-hmm.
6: And I didn't want daddy to hold it. So I put it in the safe. I said, I want you to put this in the safe. mm mm-hmm. So I had to fill out papers or whatever. I said, I want my husband's name on it. And daddy happened to come into this area. So he signed it. And I said, Joe, you keep the key. Mm -hmm. So now I'm still annoyed. So Joe says, look, don't worry about it. Let's go and enjoy. We're here. Don't worry. And I said, you know, Joe, this is a scam. (laughs) They they want to do this because they want you to spend money. I'm mm. not spending that check. There's no way. So I go play where I normally play. He goes play, plays where he normally plays.
3: I'm not gambling with the check money. I'll gamble with the money I brought. Boy, did you show that. That's right.
6: And I hit them up. <laughs> I hit them. I hit again. You did.
4: <laughs> she hit I again. There, there you go, Adam. <laughs> How much and what oh, were you playing? Okay.
6: I play. I play this five dollar machine. It's called Dragons. It's mm-hmm. probably not there anymore. And if you get the three dragons the same color, you hit that jackpot. Mm-hmm. It's a progressive machine, so I hit it big. I did. I did. Yeah. What'd you hit for? You really want to know? Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, eight zero. You hit for eighty large.
4: 80000
3: mm. God bless the dragons.
6: Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. Mm-hmm.
4: That is a good number yeah. to hit. But mm-hmm. Let me tell you something.
6: We won big and then we lost big. So it, it all, at the end of the year, it all balances out. Because we used to get a win-loss sheet. Mm-hmm. And it would say uh, how much you won and how much you lost. And how much you gambled. Oh, my God.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, I, I
6: would
3: tell, tell you this, Mike. It's, it's one thing to see it on the paper. It's another thing when they send the plane for you. That's, you know. Yeah.
6: No, no, no. We 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 flew for nothing. That's you know, what I'm well, saying. They sent the plane for to you. We would drive to Republic and get on the plane. And yeah. then we got off the plane. The limo picked us up. Yeah. We had a beautiful suite. Oh, God. Yeah. We didn't pay for meals. Nothing. We only mm. had to pay for tips. All this means
3: I, there's not a dime left for the inheritance. That's what all this means.
6: <laughs> Adam, you'll be surprised.
3: All right, good. Shock me. What?
6: <laughs> me. You know what, Adam? Uh, I'm not going to be here. <laughs> so I'm not going to know if well, you're shocked
3: Well, you're here now, Ma, and I love you. Happy Mother's Day.
5: <laughs> Happy Mother's Day,
3: Ma. Yeah, oh, thank day. you, Phil. Well, you know. Ma, I was want, in talking to Louie, he said it's important uh, if you have the opportunity to be friends with your parents. So I hope you know that you're my mother and I love you, but I, I want you I to know I consider you my friend, too.
6: You do? Sure. Do. You
3: want my inheritance? No. <laughs> Ma, I don't want your inheritance. That's what I get when you die as your son. As your friend, I want to borrow the money now. <laughs>
6: oh. Uh, okay. All right. We can make a deal.
3: All right, good. I'll give you low interest.
6: (laughs) (laughs) I'll give you low interest, Adam.
3: Thank you, Ma. (laughs) I love you, Ma.
6: I love you guys. I love you, Ma. Love you. I love you.
3: All right. Bye, Ma. Thank you.
6: Take care.
3: Bye-bye. Can I just say I love your mom?
5: (laughs) She's the best. I love her. Yeah, I'm gonna double down on that love, buddy.
4: (laughs) And yeah, I love your mom and I love the fact that she got her horns twisted and she took them for (laughs) eighty grand. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
3: I'm not spending this money, but I'm gonna teach him a lesson.
4: Don't mess with her. As yeah, cool.
5: I like when she says at one point, you know, the Italian in me, as if we didn't see the Italian in her up to that yeah. point.
3: <laughs> you know what I mean? Listen, if I was Dutch, none of this would happen.
4: <laughs> I don't think so.
3: Yeah. yeah. Mm. I love my mom. I love Louis, too. And I uh, I took his advice to be mm. a friend of your parents if you can. He's a very sweet man, and this is one of my favorite interviews. You guys give a listen to this, and we will see you on the other side.
0: The Mercedes-Benz C-Class doesn't just drive me forward. It propels me i love how mercedes-benz gives me the power to choose color wheels and trim materials are just a few of the ways to customize the c-class to fit my style
3: i got a big fat american ace i don't fit,
7: <laughs>
3: i don't feel <fit> entry-level german <laughs> you're listening to the adam ferrara podcast
2: this is 30 minutes you'll never get back
3: I got some stand-up dates for you. May 6th through the 8th, I will be in Richmond, Virginia at the Sandman Comedy Club. Then June 4th, I'm going home to Strong Island Baby, the brokerage comedy club in Belmore, Long Island. June 4th and June 5th, I will be back in Royersford, Pennsylvania at Soul Joel's. There's a link for tickets right here in the show notes, or you can go to my website and click the link there.
7: Pay attention when I'm
2: talking to you, boy.
3: ADHD. It's not just for kids.
2: Nice boy, but doesn't listen to a word you say.
3: Welcome to the ADD interview. It's not that you're not interesting. It's just that I can't focus. And my guest this week is... Oh, look, a bird. My guest this week is a comedy legend. He's an actor, author, game show host, and makes me happy every time I see him. He's one of 11 kids, he channeled his mom to play the part of Christine Baskets on the FX series Baskets, and for that, they both won an Emmy. <laughs> he raised the prize money on the Family Feud, he hit for a 100 large in Vegas right before he had to film a commercial for 7-Eleven, and I am so grateful he has made time for us today. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's my pal Louie Anderson. How are you, baby?
2: Hey, my pal. Hey, Adam. How are you? Oh, good to see you. Thank you
3: so much for doing this. I'm- oh, Please. I'm glad that you have a podcast. I love it. I love how it looks, by the way. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, so it's all great. the wife, Lou. I had nothing to do with it. She, she planned all this? She, I said we have to do a podcast. I was renting studio space. And she goes, right. we should have something at the house. And I said, okay. I bought these microphones. And she went, okay. And that was it. Next thing I know, this appeared. It's That's like when, so I, great. when I go to yeah. sleep, there's like birds on the, uh, on the windowsill. Uh-huh. And they all turn into wives' helpers when I'm sleeping. <laughs> and they build shit around the house.
2: I'm glad you're so happily married.
3: Yeah, I am, and it, and it's and I will tell you. That, okay, the first time I met you, I was single, and uh, my wardrobe choices left a lot to be desired.
2: Yeah, mine too.
3: <laughs> but so you, I see
2: pictures of myself, and I go, "What was I? I guess I just bought what I saw." Yeah. <laughs> well, I did your I show. Mean, I think we both come from real practical places, family-wise.
3: Yeah, yeah, we do. Hey, we- it's
2: a shirt, it fits. I'll take it.
3: Perfect. There it is. It doesn't itch. I'm fine. It's comfort and functionality. <laughs> yeah, I remember you had the uh, the NBC show, the stand-up show.
2: Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, what was it? Uh,
3: showcase, comedy showcase? Or
2: yeah, something? comedy showcase at the pier. Mm-hmm. At the pier or were you at the other place?
3: Mm, I don't think I was at the pier. I was at the other place.
2: Because we were at the pier, mm-hmm. I think, second season. I think you might have been first season, Yeah,
3: actually. It was the first season. and You I took I know- all the
2: really good guys first season, to be honest <laughs> with you. You know, they give us a list. I go, no, yeah, 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 yeah. When no. you did the
3: sweetest thing for me after my set, you you were holding court load all the suits and the director and everybody mm-hmm. there, and you went, Adam, and you summoned me over. So I'm all nervous. I walked over and goes, man, you're funny. Wasn't he funny? And you introduced me to everybody, told everybody I was funny. He goes, you're very funny. I don't know about the khakis, but <laughs> you're very funny.
2: You know, uh, I, think I, I think that's my greatest... If somebody said... What's the best thing I ever did? Mm-hmm. I would say it's I always tried to get someone a job. Yeah.
3: Yeah. You would even.
2: Because, you know, you just wanted a job at our what we're doing.
3: Yeah. You just wanted the, the, the ability to do it again. You know, you would. Yeah. Get, and, and the way the work goes, it goes up, it goes down. And then, you know, you never know if it's coming again. And then when you're not looking, boom.
2: You get. Thank God we're stand-ups, though, because we're really, like, fireproof, really, in a lot of ways.
3: Yeah, we can. We, can we don't see.
2: have to have the uh, age, the uh, industry, their blessing for anything, because mm-hmm. they're not quite sure what stand-ups are. They well, don't really get it. Yeah. I guess HBO and Showtime, maybe were the... Well, maybe Comedy Central. Mm-hmm. Uh, wherever the... Wherever the shows were, and they went,
3: oh, we can make money on this. Yeah. But the uh, guys... I mean, but, the, but the gatekeepers at the time, like... Rodney did that for you. I mean, Rodney. Yeah, yeah, Rodney was very good to me. Rodney was good. And Carson, your first, Lou, I'm telling you, you were there. Your first TV debut was the friggin' Tonight Show.
2: Yeah. Actually, you know, no one knows this, mm-hmm. but or some people know, it, but you'll know it now. Mm-hmm. I The first show I did was the last pilot for the last Mike Douglas show. Mm-hmm. He was going to bring his show back. Right. And we did the pilot. I didn't even own a jacket. Mm-hmm. I had to wear a sweater. <laughs> okay. I didn't even own a jacket. I had a gray <laughs> sweater that kind of fit. <laughs> and I think I wore a red shirt because I liked red. Right. <laughs> Probably Rodney red, you know, that type yeah, of yeah. thing. And then... Uh, I don't know who else was on it, but it was really fun to. Well, Mike, you know, I used to watch when I was mm-hmm. a kid growing up. I'd watch that afternoon show and go, "Oh, look, uh, Marty Allen! If he could be on, yeah, if he in could show business, I could be on show. I, I could be uh, in show business, maybe." That's <laughs> a compliment to Marty, by the way. I loved Marty so,
3: but you didn't get right. it till they offered you Letterman.
2: Yes, it was a cruel joke played on me. But, you know, it was kind of a lesson that's unbelievable, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I, my number I had three goals. I wanted to get my name at the comedy store. Good. I wanted to get on The Tonight Show. Good. And I wanted to host my own talk show. I got to do all three of them. They weren't my talk show, but I subbed for Joan mm-hmm. Rivers when her husband uh, died. And so it was me and Arsenio. We took alternate weeks and he glommed on. I said, after my first week, I can't possibly do this. This is way too boring. (laughs) I mean, it's a really big, boring part of, you know, doing talk and you Uh have to do so much work. Yeah make some people sound interesting mm. as you know if you're doing this yeah like you ever get somebody on and they just you, you probably don't book anyone who you don't think will work
3: no nah, the guy i sit in the meetings they put up names and they go oh, i want to talk to and then how about this yeah they, if yeah. they give me the angle in you know then i can oh
2: biggest surprise for you when you did that what's your biggest surprise the biggest of a host of a of a, a guest where you go wow um that was my great. biggest
3: surprise nathan lane yeah. knew who i was that was oh, that's biggest, a
2: fabulous thing.
3: That was my biggest uh-huh. surprise. I, I said, I don't know if we can get it. And we have a mutual friend, Andrea Martin. <laughs> yeah. And she goes, email oh, yeah. me. And he emailed me right Andrea back. I love Andrea
2: Martin, by the way. Oh,
3: and she did it too. I mean, that's that the biggest surprise, Lou, has been people wanting to do this. And and, and you included. I was like, oh my God, this is my wife. She just handed me the note because she heard me in here working. She doesn't want to be on camera. Oh, uh, she's so sweet. What's her name? Mrs. Ferrara. That's what we call her. <laughs> Mrs. F. Mrs. F- F- no, it's F- Alex. F- Alex. Yeah. yeah. Tell her I said a big hello. I certainly will. And you know what? That just opened the door because I have so many questions. You won an Emmy for baskets. Right. You did one of the coolest things that I have ever heard of. When you wrote the book to your mom after she passed, you wrote letters to your mom about what she was missing and you let other people read that. Did that come first or did baskets come, Or Did the part of Christmas?
2: Baskets. I did, one day I got home from baskets. You know, they were always 12 hour mm-hmm. days. Jonathan Kreisel liked to shoot a lot of sure. uh, stuff, but which I really applaud him for because, you know, you get the best stuff if you keep doing takes Mm -hmm. and um, he really has the greatest feel of like, let's just do that again. Not even like, let's try one more. It's not even like any criticism, Mm. no criticism ever. First of all. Right. And he would just uh, occasionally would do this to me where he'd close his fingers Mm. and that meant I was being too loud. Right. But he wouldn't say that. He would just go maybe just a little, right. Anyway, so um, I get home around. I'm an emotional person, so mm-hmm. that, sh- that that was an emotional roller coaster. Every episode, you know, I was my mom there. I did yeah. not break character. I really stayed. I didn't let people call me Louie. I said, call me Mama Baskets or Christine.
7: Mm-hmm.
2: I don't want to be Louie. Louie isn't here right now. Mm-hmm. He's on hiatus. And, uh, yeah. and um, I got home one night. I think I was uh, at, you know, I always stayed at like a, one of those, you know, corporate uh, rentals. Yeah. Like the Oakwood. Cause I live in Vegas. So mm-hmm. I, I, I go in for three or four months and uh, I got home one night and I said, um, I really miss my mom. Mm-hmm. And I wrote that very first letter that's in that book. Uh, Hey mom. Uh, and that became, that's how I sold the book. I just gave that letter to the publishers. Mm-hmm. But that letter was like, so like pouring out of me. Mm-hmm. And I realized I had so many questions for my mom. Yeah. I always tell people, you know, if your mom's still around, become friends with her. Yeah. It's yeah, hard I, to become friends with your parents, you know?
3: It's Well, it's hard to see them as people.
2: Right. Know? No, I know. I agree. Like you don't really want to see some of it, but yeah. you really need to. You'll it'll help you center yourself a, a little. Yeah, you know, Adam, you probably know this. A lot of people have lost their parents mm-hmm. in this last few, four years. Yeah, and I always say, you know, you just got to go. You got to dig in there. What are you going to just let them go? Mm-hmm. Don't let them go. Put up a fight. Yeah. Remember when you wanted your way? Get in there and go, Mom, Dad, let's go over to the steakhouse. Remember the steakhouse we used to go because it was Tuesdays and it was three ninety nine, and we got a sirloin. Yes. And it was like, <laughs> it was run by the it was run by these Greek guys who are terrific people. You get a sirloin steak yeah. and you get a a little salad in that fake wooden bowl. Do You yes. remember that fake wood? Yes. You remember this? Yes. And then you get a baked potato. Mm-hmm. And then you get um, a Texas toast. And I only went for the Texas toast because I really wanted that. I love Brad. I'm a food addict. So all those things. And I go to my dad, dad, it's a dime to get another toast. Can I get it? And my dad would go, just take mine. I don't care for it. And he really did. He was such a generous guy in some ways. But anyways. You know, I say, "Let's go." It was two ninety nine. We get the steak. It was kind of a big deal. And my dad would always do a joke. I never got at him. Well wow. he would go, I-, I go, "How's your steak, Dad?" I think I found a horseshoe in it. <laughs> and I would never. I was such a Midwestern rube, right? But I never got the joke. I go, "Why is there a horseshoe in yeah. the steak?" I was trying to get the joke. Yeah. And he meant it was horse meat. Sure, he, that's what he meant, but. So I just say to people, don't give up on your parents too much. I wish, I wish I, uh, uh, I wish I would have become better friends with my parents, but yeah. that doesn't really matter. I tried to to um, share that the trouble I had, you know, in that area with my parents, but you know, I love my parents. I still represent them every day. I'm
3: representing my parents, aren't you? Yeah, my father—they're alive on stage with me, Lou.
2: Yeah, you can't, like, where we come from, we both are actually very similar comics. We mm. go to the same place. We want, we want, we want to say something. We're not just, yeah, you know, the joke's fine. I hope you like it. But God darn it, what about this? Mm. <clears throat> anyway, so I got home. I wrote that letter. I hadn't written my mom mm. a letter since she died ni- January 4th, 1990. And here we are, twenty. 20- some years later, I guess that is, let's see, probably, we started baskets, what in, oh, I'm terrible on dates, mm. but I have no idea, probably 15, right. in 2015, and uh, I just all poured out, and I go, this is a book, and then I worked with Andrew uh, Postman, I'm a really good writer, if I have a really good writer to work with, yeah, because I can write a joke, or write a story, or write an idea, but grammatically... I'm like, is the I before, is that, is this the right to, T-O-O? Yeah. You know, I'm not that guy. Oh, yeah. And At he, least you can do You did a great job I, on it.
3: When I write, it, it, it looks like it looks like a kidnapper's note. It's just, it's, it's <laughs> terrible. I wanted to ask you this, because when my dad passed away, I uh-huh. started, I first of all, I stole a bunch of the prayer cards, because his name was in it. Yeah. And I yeah, bought notebooks, because nice. I write, you know, longhand, as, as mm-hmm. I do Me I, too. And I would start with high pop, and I would just write letters to my dad. I did oh. the same thing you did, but I would take the prayer cards and I would tape them into the books. Oh, I love that, Adam. So yeah, when I open it up, I'm like, okay, there it is. And then, then if I needed advice yeah. or anything, I'm talking to him. It just put a structure in my head. Can I
2: just say this to you because I'm an idea person? Mm-hmm. That is the book you should write, and you should use those prayer cards. That's pretty cool. Hold and on, that is great chapter, chapter stuff that right there. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I'm willing to help you with that. I really my dad book was was honest to God journals. I did the Summerfest in Milwaukee mm-hmm. and there were drunks outside daytime show outside drunks in excess was in the next thing outside. <laughs> while I'm doing jokes. <laughs> anyway, here's some butter. Jokes. <laughs> and uh but it was a great experience, and then I went home, sat down at the desk, and I had a journal, and I wrote my first letter to my dad, mm-hmm. and that became my book, and um, I wrote, wrote longhand, until the last book, you know, I, it's the first time I didn't write longhand, mm-hmm. I wrote it in my notes of my phone, isn't that amazing? That's great, I can't, I, I can't do it. I just would say, Mom, Dad, Mom, everybody wants a selfie. Mom, everybody wants uh, this. Everybody wants to be a big shot. And I would just write it and then later finish the letter. Yeah. But the ideas, you know, just yeah, like yeah. the
3: jokes. Just right? to get the idea. That's the most, to me, Lou, that's the most intimate part of the creative process is that first spark of inspiration. And then can be- I
2: just ask you what your first thing is. Good. The prayer card, what the first thing you wrote to him in the prayer card. Uh, hi, Pop. I know you oh, can hear this.
3: Nice. So stop messing around.
2: <laughs> oh, I love, yeah. See, I think you could take another, a different humorous look at your dad, where my dad was all about, I just wanted him to love me. So mm. mine had a very, it was a rough book for a lot of, for me, but it was yeah. a great book to help people. It helped a lot of people.
3: Yeah, it, it helped people. And, and I saw an interview where you said it, it helped you. I, if I remember in the quote, uh, Lou, you said, it helped me and I love my dad. Yeah. You know, that's I think you arrived. I don't know. But from what yeah, that's I, true, yeah, you no, arrived that at that it. place. And I want to all ask,
2: need to arrive somewhere. Hmm? And hopefully it's somewhere that helps heal us. Right. Yeah. Because comics are all, you know, we're a little damage. We're damaged freight. I yeah. always call it.
3: Yeah. But but we get opportunities, Lou, that most civilians don't get because of our art form. Where We're drawing so we take it. Ch- we, we take I mean, we
2: take a big chance. We think, you and I both think, mm-hmm. that people want to hear what we have to say. Nah, just make me laugh. And we want to, <laughs> no, but I mean, we want to, no, but I meant, we both thought we were, I mean, that's a big thing to just think, I'm going to go do this. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, a big thing. And, and you know, it's so funny is, I always tell comics that I meet, they go, do you have any advice? I go, enjoy the ride now. Yeah. The early stuff. I wish I would have enjoyed it a lot Damn. more.
3: Well, okay. To that end, you said you got the you got the best part of your life at a great time in your life to enjoy it. I'm I talk- did, and I'm talking about Christine baskets.
2: Oh yeah, I said don't give up on yourself. Mm-hmm. I got my biggest, greatest part when I was 61. Mm-hmm. I I can't even believe when I say 61. I I was 61. You know what I mean? Because I don't think, do you, comics don't, we, we don't really think we're very
3: old. No, because we're, we're, still, we're so
2: immature. That's yes, what.
3: we get paid to, to stay in this, not stay in this place, but we get paid to examine this life and present it to other people for, hopefully, for the benefit of all. Yeah, it, that makes sense. Maybe too lofty, but it's just, and no, when you, when you got to play your mother- it was really emotional on you. I mean, just from the stuff I've right. read and the brief times right. I got to speak to you during that process, you, you you said it's beating the shit out of me. You had to leave the yeah. set a couple of times.
2: I cried every day. I would cry. Sometimes I'd say that I need a few minutes mm-hmm. and then I didn't take too long. Cause I wanted to keep what was going on there right. in that scene. But that, that just tore me up. Mm-hmm. And then in the middle of it, my baby brother died mm-hmm. and I use that in the bank scene, hmm. you know, where I'm in the bank and I'm talking about stuff with the bank and my mom died. And so I had to go to the bank and it was, just, you know, like I, I it's a blur when I did it. But I knew I scored because the cameraman and the and the director and everybody were, had tears in their eyes. So,
3: yeah. Well, but that's the thing, Liz. We we do this stuff, but unless it's reflected back to you, we don't know.
2: Yeah, we do it for results. I think we want the results. Mm hmm. And then we're so funny. We want more results.
3: Yeah. Are you sure you feel that way about it? Mm. You we really want, like it? Yeah, or we I, want the you, same result again to reinforce what we need to feel. Over and over and over, right? Yeah. Yeah. Let me ask you this. When Baskets was finally over, you said something here. You said, uh, I hope my mother gets to be this happy and I hope she lets somebody make her this happy.
2: Yeah, I do. I hope that happened. I think it might have. It's so funny. After I wrote that,
3: mm-hmm.
2: um, they sent me a picture of my mom as a young girl I'd never seen, mm-hmm. like a teenager. And it's on my uh, Instagram, and it's side-by-side with Christine. Christine is smiling, and my mom is smiling. And I got that. Somebody sent me that in the family mm-hmm. right after I said that in an interview. Mm-hmm. And so I, I said, oh, my mom was happy. There was a real happiness in her life at some point.
3: And, how did the, and when you saw that picture, how did that affect you?
2: Well, I started crying, of course. I'm a big crybaby. Mm. And um, I like crying. I always say, like, uh, is Jimmy Valano? Isn't that his name? Mm-hmm. Should, Jimmy V. You should be... Uh, you should think every day you should be brought to tears every day. You should laugh every day. And you one, there was one more. I always forget. I got them mixed up maybe a little, but mm-hmm. I always cry. I probably cry every day. I always get emotional, yeah. you know, cause I'm, I'm completely connected. I'm so connected to my, uh, to my side, to the emotions of what's going on. Yeah. You know? This is a crazy world right now. So it's easy for me to cry.
3: Yeah. Yeah. No shit, baby. Well, when you played, and I, the reason I'm asking you so much about your mom is... yeah, yeah, you do it. Do I it. had a similar your, experience. I forgot
2: it's your podcast. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I had a similar experience on Rescue Me because I was, I wasn't playing my dad, but I was channeling my dad because I had to be. You know, my character was a young chief that was put in a position of authority way before he should have been because that was the reality of nine eleven. So whenever I had to, when I had to, um, you know. Take those, those monologues that Dennis put together. I'm channeling my dad because that's the authority figure I knew. And luckily, Dennis had the same dad, you know. Yeah, so, Dennis it, is great. Yeah, so it's like, you know, you don't have to yell to get attention. You just have to have that disapproving look that you've seen your whole life. Put that on your face. Yeah, and that's the unspoken communication that opens the door to that. And what I realized I mean, in playing my dad was I didn't realize how scared he was.
2: Yeah, yeah, you don't realize that. No. Because you're scared. Yeah. You don't think he's scared. No. Nope. He's, uh, he's the uh, end all. He says it, and you got to go by it.
3: hmm So when you played your mom and you had that realization, your mom, you know, I had the realization how scared my dad was, and I never yeah. knew he was that scared. And I, he just, because he just wanted to protect everybody, you know? And, and yeah. when, when my character was in the firehouse, he just wanted to protect, you know, Tommy from, from fucking Tommy, you know, because he right. was running... So, cut to this, Lou. He's, he's, getting, he's getting older. He drops me to the airport, and there was a family fight about something. What was his name? Joe. Joe. Okay. Yeah. So, there was, there was a family fight about something because, you know, it was a Thursday. So, right. That's gotcha. When... <laughs> so, I go to, we're, we're yelling and screaming. My mother's yelling and screaming, kissing everybody goodbye. My father was standing on the street, and I was standing up on the curb, and the first time in my life, Lou, I was taller than him. Hmm. And that physic and I kissed him on the head, and I looked. I was looking down at my dad, and that wasn't lost on me. That I was seeing him as a human being because I was trying to portray him in this role, and then having that physical juxtaposition in there. I didn't- did. He know
2: that you were uh, playing him.
3: He knew. Uh, yeah, I-, I don't know if he knew. I, was I mean, really as, generally- much as,
2: yeah. whatever, yeah. as much as he could admit it or whatever. As much
3: as he could, because I don't think I think he was just so focused on taking care of the family and doing stuff. And, 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 you know, we do stuff. And your parents and the people you portray don't really... Why do you tell these stories? My mother would say that. Yeah. She'd watch me on a Tonight Show and say, why do you tell these stories? Ma, they're true. No, they're not. Yeah.
2: You know what? uh, I always say you don't become famous Mm -hmm. until your parents' friends think you're famous.
3: Yeah. Oh, that's great.
2: You know, because that's when you... Shirley said you're really terrific. (laughs) Come on. What, what yeah I am good at this Ma. Well I just couldn't believe she thinks you're like one of the best. I go, Yeah, I'm one of the best. Ma. But isn't that funny? Yeah. As to her, you know, you're doing maybe something from her cult, her era. Right. That's embarrassing and you shouldn't talk about it. Yeah. But when her friends tell you, yeah. then you become famous.
3: Now now it's okay, yeah. All that. Yeah. I, I had Ronnie Chang on from The Daily Show. We're talking about the same thing.
2: Really terrific. Yeah.
3: He's he true. He's like, you know, in Asian parents, they don't believe it unless there's third-party validation. I said, Ronnie, it ain't Asian parents. <laughs> it's it's just, all parents. It's all parents. Yeah. Can I ask you to tell the story how you got the gig in Coming to America?
2: Well, you know, now it's disputed because of what Eddie said on the second one, but I'll tell it. Yeah. Uh, so I was at... I was a big fan of the Ivy restaurant because on uh, Robertson in mm-hmm. Beverly Hills, uh, and it was a it was always you're always going to see at least one star there.
7: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, Eddie comes in. I was right. having the peppered shrimp, mm-hmm. and uh, he said hi, very sweet. Entourage come in with them. Ten people probably at the table, or six or mm-hmm. something. So I says to the waiter as a Minnesotan, as I am the very Midwesterner, Hey, after I leave, mm-hmm. I want you to put Eddie's bill on my American express card, but I don't want you to tell him until I'm gone. If he asks. So, you know, that's a very Minnesota thing to do.
7: Mm-hmm.
2: And, um, and then, uh, the next day I got a call from Eddie, the manager and, um, said, Hey, I'm doing a movie and I want a little part in there for you. Right. And I said, Oh, great. He said, nobody's ever picked up my check before. That's what he said. Uh-huh. That my recollection. Yeah. So next thing you know, I'm in New York talking with John Landis across the table at the restaurant in the hotel that I, he goes, I like to have dinner with everybody. You know, I go, Oh, well, hi John. And, uh, and so I did it. I worked on it a couple days, I think, mm-hmm. maybe a week. Mm-hmm. And then when that movie came out, I go, oh, my God. And I got a big laugh in the movie when it came out. Huge. And I went, oh, my God. And then people started calling me the fry guy. Right. And then now Eddie and Arsenio just told this story. Have you heard
3: this one? No. Go ahead.
2: So So... Uh, he said, we made making the movie and it's an all black cast. Mm-hmm. And Paramount said, you got to put a white guy in it.
7: Mm-hmm.
2: And they said, what? Yeah. you got to have one white person in the movie at least. And I, and they said, okay, well, and then they were talking and They go, well, they gave him a list and they all, oh, well, Louis Anderson, he's the funniest white guy we know. Mm-hmm. It was very sweet of them yeah. to say that. And, they they never told me this till this coming to America came out. Right. The second one. I never knew any of this. He'd never mentioned this before. So I don't know if I my my getting a regardless of it. It was the biggest in thing. And I got to be in the second one. It was another great experience. We're getting John Amos and mm-hmm. Arsenio and Lisa and all those. You know, Eddie is just the same as he was back then. We started talking about stand up. Yeah. You know, starts, I said, you know, you could, you know, I heard you're going back on the road. You could open for me if you want. <laughs> and he got a big kick out of that. Yeah. He's got a great sense of humor as, as you know.
3: Can I ask you to tell the story uh, when, when you owed 80 large, the bicycle club. Yeah. So I'm playing, I used to
2: play pie. Gow, you know, that game. I a a lot was, of yelling. A a pie lot Gow, of- I think is nine. It means about nine. Mm-hmm. I had lost $80,000.
3: Wow. That's a lot of pie gal.
2: Yeah. But it was, you know, I was like, oh, well, but not really. Oh, well, (laughs) the next day I'm doing a commercial for 7-Eleven. Right. I, I was like, I think it's around 11 or so. Mm -hmm. I've lost that money and I'm furious, of course. Sure. I have no cash. I want to get that. I want to win that money back. I go, I got a $10,000. Line in Vegas, The credit line. Right. I can't get a flight, so I rent a car. <laughs> such a degenerate gambler. Say,
3: you're such a gambler. <laughs> it's so good though, isn't it? Isn't yeah. it good? You're doing the math, and you had like ah, four hours. I can make it. <laughs> yeah,
2: and I have a seven a.m. call time. Call time for the Seven Eleven thing. <laughs>
3: It's so I just
2: had a feeling. Yeah. You know, that's what gambling is. Mm-hmm. I drive there, go to Bally's, go to the high limits, I go, give me two thousand on my uh ten thousand mm-hmm. dollar line. And I start winning. I have four thousand, I got ten thousand, I got twenty thousand, I got thirty thousand, then I go back to twenty, mm-hmm. then I get fifty thousand, I go back to thirty, mm-hmm. then I got 60,000 I go back to you know 50 right. and then I get I get to 80,000 and I go why don't you just quit at 80,000 mm-hmm. are you kidding me I'm not quitting at 80,000 <laughs> I'm getting I'm gonna win 100,000 I don't give a shit okay I'm gonna win 100,000 so you're rational so I I'm like 100,000 Close. I keep getting to ninety, then seventy, then ninety, then eighty, then mm-hmm. ninety. Then I get to a hundred. And I go, Oh, I should quit right now. But I got to tip the dealer and I don't <laughs> want to, I want to take out of here with a hundred thousand. I just
3: <laughs> I need scale plus ten. That's yes.
2: <laughs> and that's really what I thought. So I, I get it to a hundred and ten. And I go, Do you want the ten grand? Right. Or do you want to bet it? They have to bet it if you ask them. Right. And I didn't know that really. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I, and I was a seasoned gambler, but I didn't put it together and they said, uh, yeah, I'll bet it. And I knew there was a wince there now that I think about it. Mm-hmm. You know what? That's $10,000. That's a lot for those yeah. in nine, you know, 1901. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, that's how it felt. I don't know. Anyways. So he bet we bet it and he won. He hit the twenty And I did. I bet the very minimum, whatever I could bet,
7: because mm-hmm.
2: I did, wasn't going to risk my hundred. Right. So I had to whatever I could do. And he won the twenty thousand, and I go, I got to get out of here. Yeah. Oh no, I bet two thousand okay. or thousand and got two. I said, here's my two thousand. Right. For my marker. A marker, yeah. Right, and then I said I want to cash out, and they wouldn't. They took. They did not want yeah, me to leave. They do the dance. I go. I'm going to miss my flight. They go. Well, we're We're working really hard. I go. You got to I can see eighty thousand. <laughs> I can see a hundred thousand right in there. So they give me a hundred thousand. I got to go in the gift shop and buy a canvas bag. You're it in cash.
3: You're walking. You get on a plane with a hundred grand in cash.
2: With a hundred grand in cash. Because I got to go pay that eighty thousand. Yeah. Off. I knew I needed that eighty thousand. I had to pay it right, and that guy was not a guy you could owe that money to. Allegedly, we don't. Yeah, no, no. (laughs) Yeah, who knows? (laughs) But I, you know, I come from a family that would not would you know know that. So uh, problem is, I come from a family that does. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) It's true. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. So okay.
3: So you got. So, on so I get
2: them. Finally, get on. I got a hundred grand in the bag. In them days, they weren't X-raying your stuff, right? They were X-raying it, right? But it was the same type of thing. Sure. They got the bag. I think they looked at it and went, "Wow!" And I go, it's all spoken for." Um, I, you know, and they go, "What? Never mind." And I get in there. Now I pull up. My call time's at seven. Right. So I get there at like seven oh one for some I don't know how I got there. I know it was close. And um I got this hundred thousand dollars now. Where am I gonna leave it? <laughs> yeah. So I said, um what's your name? Hmm. Whoever it was. Right. I go, You're you you're not gonna you're my person now. You're right. gonna sit I don't want anyone to go in there. I don't care what they say they have to go in there for. Right. And I was a little scared and I went in, and I shot the commercial.
7: Mm-hmm.
2: It was A lot of fun. I was exhausted, sure, but I shot up. I was on ad- adrenaline. Mm-hmm. And then I went and uh, afterwards I went to the, uh, talk to the guy, went and pl-
3: paid the money. Wow. So wait a minute. So, all right. The guy's face, when you showed up with, with the 80, you owed him from the night before. Did he think he, he was ever going to see you again? Uh, yeah, yeah. You know what I think? I did have
2: what? I think I I had eighty thousand dollars in uncut cut stones <laughs> that somebody else had lent <laughs> or, or owed me money or something. I right. don't know what that is, but you know what? <laughs>
7: I think it's grand. I had
2: somehow somebody trusted me right. for eighty thousand dollars, <laughs> right? And I. I, you know, it was one of the best <laughs> lessons I ever learned. It was so much fun, honest, Adam, oh. having a hundred thousand. Oh God! In uh, in hundred dollar bills, it was so much fun. So.
3: Oh God, is that a great story, Lou?
2: I, I think can- it's only a great story as somebody who's gambled. Hello. Hello. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's like when, when you and ask- you know, I make five dollar bets now. It's a funny thing in life, isn't it? Yeah. You get older you go, how much are you going to bet on it? I just put a fiver on it. 500 yeah. No, $5. That's it. A nickel crap I got no. Table? You can't thrill me more than I've been thrilled.
3: Yeah, but A nickel crap table? It's manageable. I'm happy. You know? It's so
2: fun playing crap. Should I tell you my crap story? Please do. I'm at the uh, Binions. I think I was down $20,000. Okay. It's like 2 or 3 in the morning. I finally get the twenty. Thousand two hundred
7: mm.
2: back, okay. To the dealer. I had two hundred left over after I paid everything off. Right? Mm. I go, I got two hundred, and you know, that's a worst thing for a gambler to have two hundred dollars. Yeah, so I'm walking out, and I don't play craps really, it's not my game. I don't quite get it, no matter how many times people explain it to me. Um, and they go, Louie, will you play? Mm-hmm. I go, no, I'm not a crash. Come on, Louie. We haven't had any business all night. I go, all right, you know, I'm a sucker for that. Sure. I go, uh, what's got the highest odds on it? Mm-hmm. And they go, uh, boxcars, 30 to one, right? Yep. Is it 30 to one? Mm-hmm. I go, put the hundred on it. And I roll it, boxcars. You hit it. Yeah. And I got that hundred. I got the 3000. I put it in my pocket. I had a hundred left. Cause they give you your hundred back. You sure. get 3,100. Mm-hmm. I said, here, uh, this is for you guys. And they were thrilled. Yeah. I go, what I would do if I were you guys is I would put it on the 12 because I think it's going to hit again, but I'm leaving. Right. And they said, no, we'll just keep it. They kept it. The guy rolled again and he, 12, he rolled 12, oh. they would have won 3,000, I felt bad. They would have won
3: $3,000. You let them to the water, they chose not to drink. Yeah.
2: So anyways, those are my gambling things. I got a million stories like that, I should write a book. Yes, should. I want should. to write a book called uh, Double or Nothing. That's good. Are you, are and you writing then that? Then I just said, uh, I'm not gonna write another book except I am gonna write one book on stand-up.
3: Mm.
2: It's my journey in right. stand-up.
3: What did you learn you didn't expect to learn from this ride, Lou?
2: That there would be so many ebb and flows in it. Mm. Luckily, I'm not a guy who gives up. Good. And I learned that all the relationships you have in my life, you know, I was always nice to people because my mom taught me that. Mm -hmm. Not always, but at a certain age, I kind of shaped up as my – my dad or my brother would say, You finally shaped up, and you say, I'll kill you. Because um, <laughs> uh, that's what you say to your brothers. Uh, I'll, I'll kill you. I don't care. You don't say it out loud because that'd be a death sentence to yourself. But um, inside you go, I'll, I'll kill you. Um, <laughs> and. Um, and all those relationships still pay off dividends mm-hmm. for me. Like some of you, I'll get a job at a casino and I go, you know, I was uh, the assistant at, you know, Tunica, the mm-hmm. casino. And You were nice to me. You're the only uh, entertainer who was ever nice to me. And so when I got this job, I knew that you were going to be my first act I booked. Ah, and that cr- is the kind of stuff that I just live for. Yeah. Yeah. And the other thing is nobody will help you. That was my big surprise. People won't help you. Yeah. People who you've helped become something, they won't help you either. Really? People no. Well, how many jobs have you gotten from people you helped? Mm. Really think about it. Do Here's you have any jobs I didn't
3: help people in a position of power? That's my problem. They it's not that I didn't do they underachieved, Lou. I helped them. <laughs> and they never got to the point where they could help me, these sons of right, bitches. Right, gotcha. Well, well um, I'll tell you what, I you helped I... me. You helped me. I'll tell you exactly, I know how you helped me. I'll tell you exactly how, I how you helped me. Exactly, yeah. exactly help me. We were at the Comedy Magic Club. I wrote a, I wrote a joke that afternoon. I did it on stage. I still remember the joke, too. Um, what is it? Uh, Can you tell uh, it? Yeah, they put, me on a, they put me on antidepressants. That's nice. Your mouth dries up. You start shaking. This is much better. Oh, I can't wait for the anal leakage. This is what I'm looking for. A wet ass and a positive attitude. That's what I want in my life. (laughs) I did it. I was apprehensive about anal leakage because everybody was doing it when the side effects came out. And you went, no, you do that joke. A wet ass and a positive attitude. That's the punchline. And you you keep doing that joke. So you gave me permission to do that joke. And it's on like my my third special, I think.
2: You know, jokes are a wonderful thing. They're our best friends, really, in yeah. a lot of ways.
3: There are composites of our truth. Wow. Yeah. Jesus. But- <laughs> Ask
2: your wife uh, to please put a... Alex, right? Yes. That's said her name <laughs> yes. To please put that plaque up. See, <laughs> right next to wet ass. and the- Positive attitude. No, uh, would you say positive? I don't know what the fuck you said, but <laughs> I know that you said something like
3: that. Uh, I love you, Lou. Thank you so I much love for you taking the time, my friend.
2: Oh, any time. Let's, let's We got to go do a show together. Please, let's do let's it. Let's find a time to do
3: a show together. I will come to Vegas. I will pick you up. And I expect that would be fun. Time. We'll go have some. I'm going to,
2: uh, you know, like I'm, um, I'm working on another special. Mm hmm. And I love you, and I, I just you. wish nothing but greatness for you.
3: And to you, my friend. Best to you and the family. Right. I love you. Let's laugh soon, all right. all right? All right. I love you, man. Love you. Take care.
1: You can host the best backyard barbecue. You can find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that.
3: The Adam for Our Podcast is brought to you by CruiseIntoWellness.com. CruiseIntoWellness.com for all your CBD needs. They have edibles, pain creams, tinctures, bath products, pet products, and it's all grown from hemp right here in the USA. It's 100% natural, it's 100% vegan. And it's 100% kosher. Shalom. Why should you be in pain? Go to cruiseintowellness.com. Use the coupon code ADAM and save not 10, but 20%. 20% off with the coupon code ADAM at anything they have at cruiseintowellness.com. Oh, you're welcome. Go. Feel better.
2: I'm Louie Anderson, and that was 30 minutes. I'll never get back. What was the host's name? (laughs) Is it Adam? Ferrazzi, Ferrazio, looks Italian, but you never know these days. I love
3: Louie Anderson.
4: Me too. I want to go on a road trip with him. Okay.
3: (laughs) Yes. Yeah. And and Louis loves your penmanship.
4: Well, I could not help myself. Mm. Uh, If that was one of the interviews I could sit in on, I would.
3: Mm. Yeah. And you got to get busy on that plaque, Alex. Yes, (laughs) yes
4: yes <laughs> i Busy do on the
3: plaque yeah. i guess i there's a, a lot wet of ass and a positive attitude and jokes are composites <laughs> of your truth that, that oh that. my
5: god you said that. Yeah, adam always comes up with deep. like we're we'll have a conversation and he'll come up with something deep like that and i'm like okay put that in layman's terms please that's what's deep that? in layman's terms what, what's, what's deep about
4: I, wet ass? for phil a rain I, puddle I, I, i'm like i was trying to think <laughs> while phil was talking what's a deep about wet ass
5: that's true. Okay. I, okay, I'm going nowhere near wet ass. I'm talking jokes are
3: composites of truth. Okay. Hey, Churchill. Holy shit. Yes, that's what he said. We'll fight them on the beaches. We'll fight them on the landing veils. <laughs> jokes, jokes are composites, composites of, of your truth. truth. We will never surrender. We'll never surrender to the Nazis. Except Not for if you have a wet truth. ass. Yeah. I'm
5: just saying, you come up with these great quotes. That's all I'm saying. That's a compliment. That's a compliment. Yeah. Why am I yelling? Uh, exactly. Why didn't
3: I take it as a compliment? Look, you son of a bitch. <laughs>
4: <laughs> That's kind of how it sounded. I know. Yeah. He yells he, at you.
3: and It's he, a compliment. He, Listen, you deep-thinking <laughs> cocksucker. <laughs> that was really smart.
5: He paused. You make, you make your guests pause sometimes when you say stuff. They're like, wow. He, he went. Wow, mm.
4: <laughs> you're very great. perplexing
5: I know i tell you I loved what he said Listen, I loved everything about hearing you and Louie talk mm. But what really struck me was the idea of becoming friends with your parents Just the way he said that mm. the strength of that statement is yeah. so true and resonated all the way through me It's yeah. just it's just a great way to, to to think and live your life, you know yeah,
4: That's, 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 that's but, why I wanted to call my
3: mom. Yeah, honey.
4: well, you got to find that line like when do you make that jump? Yeah, you know, cause your parents are your parents.
3: I you make it. I, I think you make that jump when you realize when, when they're financially secure. Cause I don't want, Hey pal, can you lend me some money? I'm not, <laughs> I'm not dealing with that. <laughs> yeah,
5: Phil. Yeah. I love the fact that, uh, he, one of the things that resonated with me that he said was that he was always looking for his father's love. And, uh, You know, that's something that I had with my dad because, you know, my dad was like your dad, blue collar guy, you know, showed his love by working and, you know, providing for his family. And, you know, I'd say I love you, dad. And all I would get back is same here. He'd never say I love you. Just same here. Like we were ordering a steak. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? (laughs) And, you know, the last four months of his life, I went and lived with him and spent time with him. And I got to know him better in those four months than I ever did and my entire uh, relationship with him. Mm. And I finally got him to say, I love you. And it was the day before he died. And that's how I knew he was like towards the end when he when he actually said the words, you know? So I, I really, I love that about Louis.
3: Phil, I'm so glad you had that time with your father. There's, there's beauty in that statement. And there's also, all right, look, I'm not going to make it any longer. I love you. I got to get <laughs> out of here. All right. I said it. Yeah, I've, I've had enough, son of yeah. a. Is that the light? I one minute. I, I love you. <laughs> All <Hi>, let's go. <laughs> what a pain in the ass this kid. Yeah.
5: Adam, I had no idea the way he got the part for Coming to America yeah. was get up Eddie Murphy's check. How cool is that? Yeah, it's great.
3: The universe gave him a love of peppered shrimp
4: <laughs> <laughs> and the instinct
3: yeah. to be generous.
4: Yes. Well, the Ivy does I, have a great chopped salad. Yes, they do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Phil.
5: I love that he remembers what he ate. That, that yeah. just killed me. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, that had to go in the story, you sure. know what I mean? Yeah.
4: <laughs> but, well, he said, he didn't know he was going to get the job. No. I mean, he was just, right. he said, I'm from Minnesota, mm. so I... You know, we're just like that. I'm like, think to myself, no, you're just generous. Yeah. Just a matters. generous guy. You'd like to this guy. And you're like, hey, I'm going to pick up his check. Yeah. Italians
3: do that too. Like I would do that. Me and Mark fight over the check all the time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mark and <laughs> yes. I fight over And Phil always goes, no, it's your turn. So that's a <laughs> difference.
5: <laughs> I- no, but that's true. You and I, we, 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 uh, what's the word? Sorry about that. We, um, We eat. That's the no, word. We, we we switch off. I'm thinking of the word for switch off. We I, rotate. Yeah. I,
4: I think there's an art of picking up a check because you don't want the other person mm-hmm. to, you know, feel weird about it. But you you want to pick up the check for them. Yeah. So you have it down, Adam. Yeah. I've seen you. You're like super spy. Like we, <laughs> don't, I don't even see how you do it, and all of a sudden it's done. Yeah. It's like crazy. What? what's what, here's, here's what we do. You get up. Right. Yeah. Then you come back i find the server. I said,
3: "Listen, I don't want to fight with everybody. Let's do this now. You take this. You give them a nice tip. You sign it. You, you're a little conspiratorial about them Yeah. You know. Sometimes I have a joke with the server, like, "Listen, I don't want to. Don't look over there." And they run. <laughs> 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 And they laugh, and it makes us happy. So, yeah. yeah. That's it. And yeah. you do it, and then you, inevitably you end up fighting because you're like, "I can't believe you did that. Don't do that." I you like know. that. I think yeah. it's
4: very classy yeah. you know yeah. I, I like when people do that it's a it's a good gesture yeah, tell Phil, and- <laughs> tell Phil.
7: <laughs> yeah Is but you not- know what
5: dude sometimes you go the other way too remember my birthday in Atlantic City it was you a bunch of my friends my cousins big table you guys are buying me dinner right. at the Italian restaurant I get up to take a leak I come back you guys are gone and you stick <laughs> me with the check Yeah, yeah. 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 Where, where, where was getting up going to the waiter then Adam where was going up going to the waiter that no, night like, you look- got up and went
7: to the bathroom
4: <laughs> that's why I said
3: get in the car
7: I know yeah, no, it was you. It was you. It was, was you. That's
4: that's why I say it's an art. <laughs> I forgot about that. Oh, I didn't. I didn't.
5: That's hilarious. You, you owe me 1600 pal 1600. I Yeah, about you know how much that. wine we had at that table? Oh yeah, my We were goodness. drinking then. Yeah. Oh my god. That was And that was when that was, when, <laughs> that was when I came <laughs> I came out of the bathroom the table mark is empty. <laughs> I'm like, "Where the f-? and the waiter the waiter specifically comes over to me. Here's the check. I'm like, what? It's my
4: birthday. It's my birthday.
5: <laughs> it's my birthday. Your friends have left, sir. This is due. Yeah, they left. Oh. Here was the beauty part, though. I, yeah. I walk, so I pay the bill. I paid the bill. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I walk, I walk. I walk out of the place, and they're all in the back of my cousin's pickup truck. All of them just yeah. laughing and howling at me. Yeah, it was great.
4: Louis did give you some good advice. What's that? On making a book out of what you did when Pop died.
3: Yeah. I never, I got to go back and read it. I, I remember the first thing I, I so I put, I would put the prayer cards in the book. I don't know why mm-hmm. I just did it. I took a stack of them because his name, when my dad died, I took everything. I have all his drawings. I framed them for my mother. I gave them, my wedding ring is my, uh, it was the ring. My mother gave my father. Oh, yeah. Wow, wow, wow. When they got engaged, I took the ring, you know, and if my mother would have given me an engagement ring for you, I would have saved a fortune. You friggin' <laughs> killed me.
4: <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> you know, Louis is so much fun. Yes. He's the kind of person who's a little crazy, but more fun than crazy.
8: Mm-hmm.
4: And, and I mean crazy in a good way. Like
3: he's crazy, he's
4: Yeah, he's fazey. Okay. Definitely phazy. <laughs> okay. Like, I could just picture, like, him at, you know, one of the ta- gambling tables, and mm-hmm. I'm sitting next to him. He's going all in, and it's like a movie. He's one of those people that really... Uh, Time slows down because Mm. he's doing such crazy fun things, (laughs) and you can't really believe he's doing it. But then you're like cheering him on, and he inspires you, and it's just.
3: Okay, first of all, I know exactly what you mean. You
4: know exactly what I mean, right? And I want to go right now.
3: I know you do want to go right now, but here's what I was thinking: (laughs) if if we're on that, if you're on that trip, I'm going to put you in a scenario. You're at the bicycle club. He's down eighty lodge. He's going. We can make Vegas, and you're going to go along with that, or you're going to be in a car like this. <laughs> Louis, maybe we should consider the choices you're down. <laughs> you eighty thousand dollars, and you have a commercial in the morning. Maybe you want to rest for your job. Or... I, I don't picture you going. <laughs> you
4: can take these bastards. little faster. <laughs> Faster. <laughs> Double up your bets. I thought you were serious. <laughs> Listen, Adam. That's is what's so exciting about being around people like Louis. Sometimes you get caught up in the moment. You don't even know where you're going to end up. Yeah. So it's a little scary mm. for me because I kind of would like push caution. What is that saying? Caution push, to the wind. Yeah. Push caution to the wind.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I still don't understand did he have 80,000 in uncut gems? Did someone <laughs> owe him 80,000? Did he use yeah. his collateral?
5: Yeah, I, I was a little confused about that too. Like, if he had the 80 grand in these gemstones, why wouldn't he have just used those? Like, mm, like yeah. why did he need to go win the 80 grand back?
3: I, I was confused because I was like, Lou, do you still have them? Did you? I, w- <laughs> I wanted to find them for
4: him. Yeah, yeah. For- I, he must have crushed it because he lives in Vegas.
3: Yeah. or or he legally he can't leave who knows <laughs> that's, that's probably more what it is hey, you know I, I never did see his ankles there might be a bracelet on it i don't know <laughs>
7: <laughs> yeah,
3: I, I, I'm giving Louis the benefit of the doubt I love the guy and he's never called me up and said Adam I need an Alamo
4: <laughs> We'd love Louis, maybe you'd give him one
3: oh, Of course I'd give him, in fact you guys are all in on it If anybody asks, you heard Louis on the show today Okay? <laughs> That's yes. right, absolutely Got him. I want to thank my pal Louis for being a guest on our show today Our special Mother's Day show We want to wish everybody a happy Mother's Day mm-hmm. uh, Honey, if they want to get hold of us, where do they go?
4: The Adam Ferrar at Gmail.
3: Uh, and the show is growing, and we have you to thank. Uh, if you get a minute to leave us a review, it helps us with our friend,
4: Mister Algorithm.
3: And remember, life is hard. Take it easy on yourself. The pod is ended. Go in peace. Well, yeah. Ma, I was to want, in talking to Louie. He said it's important uh, if you have the opportunity to be friends with your parents. So I hope you know that you're my mother, and I love you. But I, I want you I to know. know I consider you my friend too
6: you do. Sure, you want my inheritance? No. (laughs) Good girl Louise. Don't let him bullshit you.